Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, all of you wonderful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com, and today I want to talk to you about video game features. Now, this is the thing: we take a lot of video game features for granted, like being able to pause the game or being able to join in online lobbies and talk to our friends. Those things we take for granted. But you know what? There are so many ideas that genuinely we can't believe they don't already exist. So many pointless bits that annoy us in gaming mechanics that we just scream out saying, "Why isn't there a quick fix to this?" Like we're not. Asking for everyone to be pushing forward with motion controls in VR, sometimes there are far simpler things that we are asking for a quick fix on. So you know what? Let's detail them today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 obvious video game features we can't believe don't exist. Number 10: Welcome Back feature. Now, one of the most frustrating things about playing an open-world game is forgetting where you're supposed to go. You might have stopped playing for a few weeks, so when you come back to the game, you realise that you're completely clueless about your destination or objective. You might have even forgotten what the bloody controls are. This can get so frustrating that you may indeed choose to start again. Modern open-world games can take over 50 hours to complete, meaning that the chances of getting lost or forgetting where to go are more than likely. So there's a simple way around this dilemma, and that's a welcome back feature. This option could allow a brief recap of the story or controls. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uses a mechanic called the Hero's Path that shows the chronological path of your character from the very beginning to where he is now. You can access this on the map and see where you've already been, and more importantly, where you have yet to explore. A mechanic this helpful should be a necessity for every open world game. Number 9. Option for adding a mouse and keyboard. Many PC gamers are so accustomed to using a keyboard and mouse that they wish they could use the same setup for consoles. Now, implementing keyboard controls for a console can be done through hacking, but there's no official method. If you're caught using an unofficial keyboard online for a PS4 game, you could be banned. But this is the point, if there are some players that are so eager to play a system with a keyboard that they are willing to hack it, that proves that there is clearly a market for it. Obviously, this idea couldn't be universal for every game or system. At the moment, keyboards are incompatible with the Nintendo Switch, for example. Nevertheless, it would be nice to have the option. Now, considering how Xbox One runs on software built off of the back of Windows, there's no reason why players shouldn't be able to use a keyboard and mouse. Microsoft have been talking about utilizing a keyboard and mouse for their system since 2017, so hopefully this might be incorporated down the line. If it does well, keyboards might be implemented onto other consoles. Number 8. Interaction with every object. 
When you're exploring in a game, some objects can be moved, picked up, or destroyed, while others are just set in place and cannot be interacted with. But wouldn't it be amazing if you could interact with every single object in a game? At first, you might think that the idea is completely unfeasible since it would be time-consuming and expensive, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. In Red Faction Guerrilla, you can blow up everything. That is not an exaggeration, because the game uses an engine called Geomod 2.0, which allows the player to destroy any object. In the game, houses and skyscrapers are made up of thousands upon thousands of bricks, just like real buildings, and you can interact with every single one of them. Because of this, there is no set animation when a structure crumbles, making it far more satisfying when the player does unleash hell upon one of these buildings. Sadly, the developing company Volition was absorbed into Deep Silver in 2013, seemingly ending the Red Faction series. But just because the franchise is no more, doesn't mean that this feature can't be incorporated into other games. Number 7. Auto save when battery is low. Imagine you're playing a game on the Nintendo Switch when the console warns you that your battery is nearly dead. You're out in the open so you don't have a chance to charge. Your best bet is to get to a save point as soon as possible. For most games, you can either save your games voluntarily or it will automatically happen at key points, like when your character enters a new area or picks up a crucial item. But in some games, especially RPGs, you can only save your progress by reaching a specific object or location. And one of the most frustrating moments in gaming is when the battery dies moments before you are about to save. This has happened to every gamer at some point, and you feel like tearing your hair out, or in my case, my beard hair out, when you realise that you've lost hours of progress. So the question is, why don't games automatically just save before the console dies? Obviously, this mechanic would only be applicable to certain types of games, but it's definitely a feature that most gamers would appreciate. Number 6. Toggling God Mode Some levels or bosses are incredibly difficult, so much so that they actually become legendary. Grim Matchstick in Cuphead. I mean, what a nightmare. I mean, has anyone actually ever completed the Water Dam segment in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And don't get me started on the bloody Turbo Tunnel and Battletoads. These sections are so tough that they make the rest of the game look like a walk in the park by comparison. The problem with levels or bosses like this is that they actually kind of ruin the replay value of a game for for some people, I must state that, for some people. Do you really want to play Crash Bandicoot again knowing that it took over 500 tries to complete the infamous High Road course? Do you want to give Final Fantasy X another go knowing that Seymour is one of the cheapest bloody bosses in the franchise? But you know what, there's an easy fix for this problem. Games could have a toggle god mode that makes your character invincible at the press of a button. Now I understand that this goes into the whole quagmire debate of difficulty in gaming and things like that, but at the end of the day, there should be an option for people who don't want a challenge but just to experience and enjoy the game that they've paid for to have a go and not feel bad about constant losses. And just because the feature is on there doesn't mean that you have to use it before you get annoyed about difficulty in video games and all that again. I'm just saying, it could be a feature. Number 5. Pausing or fast forwarding cutscenes there are a lot of features that we want for games that still haven't been universally implemented because the mechanics would be too difficult. Experiencing virtual reality like Ready Player One would be a dream come true, but to be honest, it's kind of unrealistic. But why can't a player pause a bloody game during a cutscene? I mean, how difficult can that be? If you press a button during a cutscene, either nothing will happen or it will skip it entirely to the next section. Because games are getting more and more cinematic, cutscenes are getting more and more important. 
as vital exposition is given and twists are revealed. But what do you do if you're watching a crucial cutscene when your phone rings or there's a knock on the door? Because inconveniences like this can cause the player to miss certain key moments in a cutscene, there should be a control to rewind so you can watch certain cutscenes again and again. Also, adding a fast-forward option would help with the replay value. When you're replaying a game, watching the same cutscene over and over can be tedious for even the most hardcore players. I mean, we all know of those infamous ones where there's a cutscene just before a boss and you die and you watch it again and you die and you watch it again and you die. I'm, I'm looking at you, Riku from Kingdom Hearts. I die. Goddamn hate you. Number four, adapting bosses. In most games, there's usually only one or two main strategies to defeat a boss. The boss may adjust their strategy at some point in the battle, which forces the player to find a new tactic to take them down. But you know what? Mr. Freeze in Batman Arkham City takes this to a whole new level. Although there are 12 different methods to stun him, you can only use each method once. If you hide in the grate, he'll rip it open. If you blast him with an EM pulse, he will deactivate it. You can't beat him by doing the same thing over and over. But after this ingenious boss battle, the concept is never used again for the rest of the game. The remaining bosses just go back to having Batman performing the same one or two strategies to beat them. Why did the studio never make an adapting boss again for the rest of the franchise? What, in fact, why don't all games do this? A boss battle is supposed to be an epic moment for the player to implement everything they have learned up until that point. However, a boss does start to feel anticlimactic if all you have to do to beat them is perform the same action repeatedly. Again, I know it can't be implemented in all games, but still, when you've got something like this, everything else looks rubbish by comparison. Number 3. Classic Game Mods Super Mario Maker was a fantasy come to life, since gamers were able to just create their own Mario levels. Now, ironically, the program to make this game wasn't originally intended to be used for players. It was going to be used as a tool to teach new developers how to make Mario levels. The developers thought that it was so much fun, though, they agreed to release it as a standalone game. And yet, there's no talk of using this program for any other franchise. Imagine creating your own Pac-Man levels. Imagine how cool it would be to create your own Sonic the Hedgehog levels in the remake of of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the player can create their own dungeons, proving that a Legend of Zelda Maker-esque game is indeed possible. Obviously, a program like this could be too complex for most 3D games, but it wouldn't be too taxing to recreate games with 8-bit or 16-bit graphics. The sales of Mario Maker show that this is a money cow waiting to be milked, so why don't they do it more often? Number 2. Insert Personalized Audio Files Lifeline for the PS2 was one of the first games where the player had to move their character around through voice commands. To progress through this game, you needed to tell your character to open doors, pick up items, or shoot enemies. Because voice command mechanics have proven to be imprecise on several systems, this type of gameplay isn't actually commonplace. But there is another way that the player can use their voice to enjoy games. In Super Mario Maker, you can customize your own sound effects by speaking into the controller's microphone. The possibilities of this mechanic are endless. When Mario stomps a Goomba, or kicks a Koopa Trooper, or collects a coin, you can edit the sound effect to anything of your choosing. Imagine how inventive it would be to have this feature in more games. Like Mario Maker, this feature could serve as a gimmick rather than something necessary to move the plot forward, but still, it would be amazing and hilarious to play something like, I don't know, Call of Duty or Final Fantasy, where you could program certain characters to say anything you wish when they win. Imagine trying to recreate a terrible kazoo version of the Final Fantasy victory thing. Imagine like, Get that in a game and I would buy it hands down. And number one, holograms. There is one gizmo that science fiction has promised would be part of our future. 
holograms. In sci-fi stories like Minority Report, Back to the Future 2 and Star Trek, holograms, well, they're pretty much the norm. Now don't get me wrong, holograms have existed since the 1960s, and nowadays we have holograms like Tupac and Michael Jackson performing concerts. And it's weird, yes, but still pretty cool. Unfortunately, no one seems to have been able to implement this technology for gaming. Although this would be a huge leap forward for video games, it's easier said than done. Outputting peripheral images while making the texture sharp is difficult and rather expensive. Microsoft patented holographic technology, but is proven so time-consuming that they have yet to incorporate it into one single game. But that's not the only hurdle. If hologram games were available tomorrow, there's no way that they could be sold for a reasonable price and make a profit. The tech might only work with specific types of televisions, and if these TVs don't sell, it could collapse the hologram game industry before it even comes out of the gate. But you know what? That doesn't stop them from being one of the most desired concepts for gaming. It still just might be a long way off. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.